One of the biggest challenges we face as entrepreneurs is the lack of context and brutal honesty about what it actually takes to run a small business. When you're confronted with a tough decision, a challenging client, or when you're generally feeling overwhelmed by all the decisions that you need to make as a small business owner. And now don't get me wrong, I love being my own boss. She's pretty easygoing, she makes a great cup of coffee, and her music taste is impeccable, but sometimes it would be nice to know how other people have handled the less than sexy side of entrepreneurship. To shine a light on the challenges, the experiences, and the basic fuck-ups that come with being in business. So in true outlaw style, we're going to do just that. You're listening to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, a podcast for creatives, introverts, empaths, and spiritual folks who want to grow a sustainable and impactful business on their own terms. We're here to meet you at the intersection of strategy, spirituality, and self-inquiry so that we can create our own versions of success and grow businesses that serve our personal goals and creativity just as much as it serves our audiences. Together, we are paving the way for a new normal in online business, one that allows you to lean into what makes you and your business unique. And I'm your host, Melanie Knights, storyteller and outlaw mentor with a nose for the bullshit. I'm here to help you unpack the bro marketing strategies and entrepreneurial myths that lead us to overthink our business decisions because overthinking is a feminist issue. The antidote, your intuition. So get ready as each week we have the messy, honest, and transparent conversations about entrepreneurship, the kind that's missing from the highlight reels of our social media feeds. We're uncovering the real stories behind what it takes to run a sustainable online business on your own terms, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Ready to break the rules and become an entrepreneurial outlaw? Let's do this. Hey Outlaws, welcome to episode number 52. Firstly, I realize, although I'm recording this ahead of time, happy Thanksgiving to all of my American listeners. Um, I hope you're having a wonderful day filled with food and, you know, friendship or family, whatever you choose. And I hope you're going to rest and enjoy the day in the way that you want to. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm really excited to do this because, you know, I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm excited to take you kind of through a day in the life. Now, I'm not going to be carrying my microphone around with me all day long, but what I want to focus on in terms of my quote day in the life is really how I plan my week. So how I plan my business, how I plan my week, my days, what I think about when I'm doing that planning. And I'm also going to take you through kind of how I work, right? So my personal ways of working on different types of tasks, because I do, I realized as I was preparing for this episode, I do actually work on my tasks in different ways. So I'm going to be taking you through that. And of course, in every WWOD episode, and I mean, in everything I do, I try to bring as much context to the conversation as possible. If you know me, if you've been here for a while, you know that I love making a short story long. And this is one of the things I really felt challenged by in online business. And I know that I can, I have a tendency to easily overwhelm people with too much information. 
So my goal is actually to really strip back during these episodes and not provide you with tons of different topics, but instead focus on one thing. So this episode is a day in the life, but we're really focusing on how I plan. And I want you to know that as I give you context, this is not because I think we should all work in this particular way. This is not me sharing with you a way in which I think everyone should work or the way in which I think is optimal. It's optimal for me during this season of my business. My hope is actually that I can offer you some context around how I do the things I do. I'm going to be sharing with you some of the exercises or planning tools I use, and I'm going to be just taking you through the realities of my schedule. Because again, in the online space, there is so much talk about productivity. And I think there is so much talk about like hacking our way to a four hour work week. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that if I could work four hours in a week and do everything I wanted to do, that would be great. But we've also recently discovered more and more about how four-hour work week was maybe a little bit mis... What's the word? Misinterpreted, okay? And, you know, at the end of the day, if I can work for four hours in a week and then do all the other things I want to do, that's fine by me. And my hope is that by showing you the way in which I'm planning my business and the ways in which I focus my time, you'll see how I also get the things I need to get done, but also how I make sure that I have my hobbies and the things I really love and I'm really passionate about outside of my business. Because right now I can tell you that the time of recording this in November of 2021, I love all aspects of my business. Do I get frustrated? Absolutely. But like all of us, there's always going to be things that we get frustrated by or things that when we when they don't work or go according to plan. Of course, right? That's the reality. But also how we respond to that is really important. So the idea is to have this conversation, go through the ways in which I plan my week and my days, give you plenty of context in terms of how many hours a week I work or how I approach my day and hopefully give you some insight. And there might be some things in here that you haven't tried or that you might want to try. And of course you can by all means do that. There's no reason why you can't, but there may also just be some kind of like little permission slips, right? Which is a big part of the way I work. I want everybody to feel when you come into my business, when you listen to this podcast, if you buy my books, if you work with me in some capacity, read my content, whatever it is, whether it's free stuff or you're paying for it, I want people to know that they can be fully expressed through their business. So the first thing I wanted to mention is that I actually had planned to record this yesterday. So today is Tuesday, it's Tuesday morning here in the UK, and I had planned to record this podcast episode on Monday. And as I looked at my planner last night and realized I had not done that, I kind of laughed and thought, well, it will make sense to discuss this because I think it's really important to share with you what happened and why I didn't end up recording this episode yesterday. So as I said, lots of context. The first thing I wanted to go through is how many hours I we- oh, how many hours I work in a week, what my schedule looks like, the things I have to consider. And again, I used to get really, really frustrated feeling as though I did never had enough hours, right? I I understand that time is a man-made concept, right? I get that. We measure it using a clock. I know that for myself, I never know what the time is, 
but I'm always aware of like, I never know, sorry, I never know what day it is, but I'm always aware of what time it is. And whilst I understand that, I still used to get really frustrated because being self-employed, running your own business, if you choose to do it from home, you probably know just like I do that it's not quite as simple as like locking yourself in an office and getting things done. There are loads of distractions, right? There are loads of distractions. And oftentimes, at least in my experience, in my employed career, I didn't always have my phone around me. I wasn't supposed to have my phone around me. And so, you know, when I was working, I was just working. There wasn't as much distraction. And if you happen to have a really busy day in the office, you just didn't really have that opportunity to kind of be distracted by other things. And then if also when it was really slow, oh my God, it was like mind numbingly boring. So when you start to work for yourself, I don't know if everybody else has experienced this, but I feel like we go into this kind of, we have so much freedom and we have so much time. And then very quickly we realize that we don't have as much time as we thought. And I also found very quickly when I transitioned from kind of employment to self-employment, that I suddenly had like a million and one ideas and I just couldn't really keep up with myself. Now, that was a few years ago. I've been self-employed and running my business full-time since 2016. Not that it was making me a solid income or anything like that until probably the last year or so. But what I wanted to share with you is like this season of my business. I am a working mother. I have a seven-year-old son. He is in school. Um, Obviously last year looked a little bit different with homeschool, but he is in school full time. And that means that my work day doesn't really start until he's out of the house. I do get up fairly early in the day. I get up around quarter to six in the morning. Um, I'm not super tight scheduled with that. Like if I need to sleep, I'm going to sleep. But I don't start my work day really until he's out of the house and in school. I function at my best when there are no distractions. I am somebody who, you know, I like the quiet or just me in a podcast. I really need that alone time, right? I'm an only child. I'm an Aquarius. I am an introvert. I need to be alone. That was possibly however much lockdown and quarantine last year felt safe. Oh my gosh. I just, I wanted everyone out the house. I just, I was, that was the thing I really realized last year is that even though they weren't like around me and I'm working in my office and my door is closed, it's the awareness that there's other people in the house. So for me, I work between my son's school hours. Now I tend to start my day with a little bit of movement. I tend to go for a walk, especially the moment it's that perfect fall weather. It's quite mild here, but it's really pretty. And um, I usually go and either just go for a walk or I'll go and get a coffee. And then I will practice guitar. Now, the reason I do this is because both of these things are things I want to be doing in my day. But if I leave them, they will not get done, right? I know that about myself because it's happened enough times now. So if there is something in my day that I want to do, but maybe it's a little bit challenging, like guitar, right? Guitar is not something I necessarily find really easy. I'm learning and practicing. And of course, that's the reason it's challenging. But I know about, I know that if I don't do that first, I won't do it. So I tend to start my day with a walk after I've dropped Grayson off at school and then I will practice guitar and then I start my work day. And my work day starts around about 10 a.m. 
Okay, so just to give you an idea, my workday starts around 10 a.m. And then if I am picking him up from school, I will need to leave the house just before 3 p.m. So basically 10 a.m. till 3 p.m. is my kind of work day. Okay, and of course I have a lunch break in there as well. Um, I talked about this in a previous episode, which of course I cannot remember the episode number, but we will link to it in the show notes. But I talked about the investments that I've made in my business and I shared with you both financial investments that I make, but also things that are free or things that just help me run my business. And one of the things I talked about in that episode was kind of childcare. So we don't have formal childcare, I guess is the way you would describe it. But my mum takes Grayson one evening a week after school. And that gives me like an extended work day. So that way I can either book podcast episode, um, podcast guests in the afternoon because of time zone issues that allows me to open up my diary and kind of cater to more time zones. Sometimes I will just do extra work or Um, if I'm kind of feeling like I need the rest, I will just maybe go on a date with my husband. Maybe we'll go for dinner. We'll go do a bit of shopping, whatever it might be. So I have that kind of extended work day at least once a week, but the rest of the time I tend to be working between 10 and three. Now, the hours that I am working, I am aware that that's, you know, it's definitely not a nine to five, but I work full time, right? And any business owner will probably say the same thing that it's really difficult to switch off. I find it really difficult. I'm constantly thinking about things and it's not, I've got to the point where I've accepted it for what it is. I don't see it as a detriment to my mental health. Of course, sometimes it could be, but for the most part, I have accepted that I am kind of always thinking about different things. My brain is very busy, right? My brain is very busy which is why I am definitely a pen and paper person. That's why I have so many different journals and notebooks on the go. I send myself voice notes frequently. Um, And I use those when it comes to my ideas and capturing those because I don't want to lose them. So when it comes to my work week and the types of work that I'm doing, I shared with you in last week's episode, I believe, all about the different streams of income I have currently. Okay. So I have client work. And when I talk about client work, it kind of encompasses anything where I'm doing work for a client, right? Obviously. But this kind of falls into marketing, social media strategy, social media planning. I do some brand strategy because I'm working for another business, like another agency. Um, I check in with them and I could be working a different project, um, any given week. So I tend to work two to two and a half days for them. And I will find out usually a week before what kind of work they want me to focus on. And as I said, it kind of falls into that marketing strategy. You've kind of used that as the umbrella. And then I also work for another small agency creating Canva graphics. So I'm typically creating Instagram graphics. Um, and that could be anything depending on what the content is. It could be anything from just like a quote to a carousel or something that's slightly more um, detailed. I also sometimes will create pins or additional website banners, things like that. And again, that will be any given week, the work could be slightly different. So that is my client work. Kind of that takes up most of the time, most of my time during the week. I would say it takes two and a half to three days a week in total. 
And then the rest of my time working is spent on my own work, right? So it's spent on my own business. Now, I'm not actively seeking clients, so I don't really focus any of my marketing or any of my business on that. But I have all those typical tasks where I'm either creating content, recording this podcast, I create the graphics to go with the podcast, I write my email newsletter every week, I will, for example, the last maybe two months I've been working on the planning by the moon planner. That has been something that I've needed to fit in wherever I could. And there's a lot that goes into that. That was a much longer project. Um, But alongside that, there's, you know, product descriptions and a page that I need to create and making sure the pricing is set up. There's lots of different things that we could be working on at any given time. Now in my business right now, again, the season that I'm in, the chapter I'm moving into, I am focusing in my own business and focusing on my books. This is a decision that I think has been sitting on the back burner for some time, right? It's been sitting on the back burner for quite some time. I've known since I published the Outlaw Journal back in the spring of this year that this was something that I love. I love the process of self-publishing because I could write and I could design and I could make something really beautiful that other people could use. And I'll be honest, like there was nothing better than having a physical product in your hands. And I remember when I created the Lunar Journal in the summer, getting a message from, actually it was from Erica Tebbins, who was one of our guests on the show. She emailed me after she had signed up for the waitlist and was like, oh my God, it's a fucking like actual planner. It's not just a PDF. And I guess that made me laugh because A, it was funny, but B, I thought, oh, did I not kind of mention that? <laughs> like, did I not did I not actively say this is a physical planner that you're going to get? It's not a PDF. Um, so I've really made a conscious effort to tell people, it's not just a PDF, you're getting an actual planner because I think that's really cool. And I think that for anybody who loves journaling and planning and is a pen and paper person, you know, that's really exciting to have an actual physical planner in your hands. So that is my kind of focus now in my own business. I'm really comfortable with the freelancing and client work I'm doing. And so instead I'm going to be putting my own business, my own time and energy and resources into the bookshop. So we currently have the Outlaw Journal, we have a Lunar Journal, which I'm probably going to rebrand so that it matches the Planning by the Moon Planner, which at the time of recording this episode will, or time this episode airs, we are starting the pre-sale tomorrow, right? So Friday, November, and of course I don't know the date, Friday, November 25th, I think is tomorrow, (laughs) 26th, Um, but the pre-sale starts tomorrow. So if you're listening to this episode in real time and you have not jumped on the waitlist, you can do so. We will link to that in the show notes. Um, The waitlist is for pre-sale only and I'm going to be sending out 20 copies of Planning by the Moon. Myself, I'm going to be sending them out with notes. The first three orders will be getting a copy of Playing Big by Tara Moore, which is this incredible book that really changed my perspective in business, really helped me to listen to my intuition and play bigger. And so the Planning by the Moon Planner has been this project I've been working on for quite some time. And so, you know, I wanted to make sure that my business and time, energy and resources I have go into these things. So 
When I plan my week, I look at my projects and tasks. And this is a feature inside of planning by the moon, because there is a difference between a project and a task. And I think a lot of times we can look at something that we're going to do, something we're going to work on and like, okay, I'm going to do that. Right. But a lot of the time, these are actually projects and they have lots of little tasks that go into them. So one of the examples I always give give is like writing a sales page. That isn't just a project. I mean, sorry, that isn't just a task. That is actually a project. Because when you write a sales page, you have the copy, right? The copy that goes into that. But you need to collect assets and imagery. You're going to want to do the layout of the sales page. You'll need to add buttons. You'll need to test everything. These are the different tasks that actually go into the project. This is why in Planning by the Moon, I've separated this out. So you have space to capture your upcoming projects and then space to write out the project-related tasks so that you aren't sitting down saying to yourself, today I'm going to write a sales page. And then kind of stalling and getting a little bit stuck because you haven't thought about the different tasks that go into that project. So this is one of the more strategic parts, I would say, of planning by the moon. And I think it's really important because I don't want anyone to feel really overwhelmed by their work. And this is one of the little ways, one of the really simple things we can do to ensure that we're thinking through what we're going to work on and giving ourselves enough time, right? I don't know if you've ever had this where you sit down to do something and you get like the most minuscule part of this project done because you haven't thought about all the tasks that go into it. My hand is raised. This happened to me so many times. And that's when I started to look at my projects and then the tasks that go into that. So what I tend to do is each week, I will have that project that I'm currently working on because there could be more than one project that's kind of happening at one time. I'm trying to get better at not overcommitting myself to more than one thing, but it can be that you might have more projects than one, but you're focusing on one particular thing that week and that's okay. So I write down what project I'm currently focused on and then I'll write down any tasks that are related to that project and then any other things that I need to focus on that week. And part of this exercise is also focusing on my haves, my needs, and my wants. So you may have heard me talk about this before. I'm sure I've mentioned it here on the podcast, but the have, need, want list is an exercise, is a mindfulness exercise in a way. And it's something I've been using for years in my business. I was first introduced to this probably back in 2017. And at the time, it was really more of a lifestyle tool. And over time, I realized that I could adapt this to work for my business. And I now use it on a daily basis. So each day I will look at what I've got going on and I want to pick out one thing that I have to do that day, one thing that I need to do that day, and then one thing that I want to do that day. And this is how it's laid out in planning by the moon as well, because it's so easy to look at everything we want to do, everything that there is available and be like, I have to do all of this today. And we just can't do that, right? Our time and our energy is so precious. So instead, by breaking it down in this way, we can look at it through this lens of have, need, and want. Now, you can start by writing out the thing you have to do, right? Mine typically is client work. That's something I have to do. I'm going to get paid for it. 
or not if I don't do it. Secondly, I'm, you know, in some kind of contractual relationship with these people to deliver the work they've asked me to deliver. This is something I do have to do. I enjoy it, right? I think often we we hear that word have to and think it's something we shouldn't enjoy, but that's not the case. I really love the work I do, but I also have to do it. It pays for my bills. So I have to do my client work, right? It tends to be something non-negotiable. So you get to pick what that is. Yours could be coaching calls, or maybe you are sending out orders. If you have a physical product, maybe you're sending out orders to your customers. Those are things you have to do. doesn't mean you hate them, but you have to do them. And then, as I said, you pick something that you need to do today. So a need is often something that we... We know that needs it needs to be done, right? We know that it needs to be done in our business, maybe this week, but maybe there's some flexibility over which day you're going to do it. And so for me, that could be record a podcast. It could be, I need to send that email. I need to create some social media content, right? Those are things that perhaps don't have to be done that day, but they need to be done at some point this week. And so I can pick when I do them. And then last but certainly not least is your want. I like to look at this in a really simplified way. So, you know, one thing I have to do, one thing I need to do, and one thing I want to do. Of course, you can do more, right? Absolutely. But the one thing that you want to do that day, you get to choose what that looks like. Mine is often something a hobby, right? Typically, I shared with you earlier on this episode, mine typically ends up being like, a daily walk, um, and guitar. Those are two things that I want to do every single day. And it's one of the reasons why I do them first before everything else, because I want to get them done. I want to do them, but they're also something that even though I want to do them, it's really easy for me to make work a priority, right? This is like, (laughs) this is a challenge that I'm still trying to work through. I will easily put work above everything else. And the moment I feel that I'm running out of time or that I don't have enough time or I feel slightly overwhelmed by my schedule, the wants, they don't even happen. It's like they don't even exist and I become frantic. At the same time, I know that by honoring my time, my energy and my resources and doing the thing that I want to do first, I will be more productive, right? Me and productivity are kind of in this weird phase. We're in this weird stage at the moment. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of giving like a bit of a middle finger to productivity in terms of realizing that it's a very patriarchal um, concept. And I really hate the fact that we've been taught to kind of hack our ways to a four-hour work week, bearing in mind there were so many misconceptions around what that actually meant. So productivity and I are kind of in this weird relationship at the moment, but for the point of this podcast, I'll say, look, it allows you to be more productive, right? Rest is productive. Rest allows us to be productive because, you know, one of the things I talk about in planning by the moon is the creative rest cycle. And I believe that the reasons we can get really blocked when it comes to our creativity is because we're not allowing it to be expressed in some way. So even if you don't consider yourself to be a really creative person, but you, you know, maybe you have some parts of your creativity that you do love, right? Creativity is is very fluid. It doesn't have to be artistic. It doesn't have to be 
paintbrush on a canvas or drawing or anything like that. It could be writing. It could be singing, music, reading. There's so many different things that, in my opinion, are artistry. And I think that when we don't embrace that and allow ourselves to express our creativity and feel fully expressed, this is where we get really blocked with our businesses, with our work, with our ideas. The things don't come through. It could even be as simple as trying to create something in your business. And you you know exactly what you want to talk about. You know exactly what you want to say, but it's just not coming out. There's like this block in the way. And I often think that's a creative block. And finding out the ways, if you don't already know, finding the ways in which you can express that creativity in your business are really, really helpful. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in a moment. So once I have my kind of, my have need wants listed out, I know what my projects and my tasks are, I will then start to think about what I'm going to do each day, right? In terms of what the deadlines are for client work. So when do things typically need to be done? And I am somebody who, I actually have two ways of working. When it comes to, for example, recording a podcast episode, I like to kind of stay in that task. So I will stay in that task. I'll record the podcast episode. I'll save the audio. I will make sure that Haley has everything she needs to edit. I will update her with any notes or any links that we need. And depending on what we're doing, I may also create the graphics at that point. I don't always, but I may do. And that's one of the ways in which I work. So if I've got a specific project that I'm working on, I will kind of work through my end of what what needs to be done. And then I will, you know, kind of finish it there. But the other way I could also work is in these kind of time blocks, So if I am working on Canva graphics for a client, I will try to stay in that space for as long as I can. So if I've got maybe four different clients that need graphics, I'm going to try and do all of those Canva graphics in one sitting, depending on how long it takes, or on one, you know, morning or afternoon. Because once I'm in Canva and I'm in that frame of mind and I'm being creative and I'm designing, it's easier for me to just stay there. So I will try to work in those ways. And those are the two ways that I find easiest for me to work. Okay, so let's talk about yesterday, right? Yesterday being Monday. I told you that I had originally planned to record this podcast episode yesterday and it didn't happen. And I want to talk about that. I want to be very honest and talk about why and what happened and how I worked through it. So what did my day look like yesterday? I knew that I had a meeting. The meeting was, it's a recurring meeting that happens at 11am, but I actually, we ended up moving it forward. I knew that I needed to write an email newsletter because I send my email newsletter out every Monday. I also needed to send the Planning by the Moon waitlisters an update because I had finished the manuscript. I had a confirmed date for the pre-sale. I wanted to give them all of that information. I wanted to record this podcast episode and I wanted to make a start on my client graphics because I am actually going away this week for a few days. And so I knew I didn't have as many hours to work. So my day started out with the waitlist update. Now, I had been really struggling to express or explain 
what Planning by the Moon is, what was featured, because every time I went into the manuscript, something would change, something would evolve. And I had just kind of fully accepted this for what it was. I realized that this was the process I was working in. This is what needed to happen. And I needed to be okay not telling everybody what it was or what it is ahead of actually finishing it, which was really difficult because in my previous launches, I talked about the book, the planner, the journal, whatever it was I was creating, I talked about it a lot in the weeks beforehand. So I felt like I talked around it, but never actually explained what it is. So I wanted to send an email to the waitlist, letting them know what, what, you know, what was in the book, uh, sorry, what was in the planner, or what is in the planner, I should say. I wanted to show them the front cover, some of the inside pages, and update them on confirmed dates. So I kind of spent probably a good hour or so working on that because as I started to write, lots of thoughts came out, lots of ideas came out. My 11am meeting ended up being brought forward by about 40 minutes or so. So that kind of started earlier in the day and it was a really great meeting. So we sat down and we talked about, um, we talked about the planner, we talked about marketing the planner, we talked about marketing going forward um, looking at Pinterest in terms of I'm putting together a, a quote lead magnet. We need to find a better name for that, but <laughs> a lead magnet of sorts. Uh, we talked about different tasks and what it is that we're focusing on in my business in terms of growing the, sh- the bookshop and growing the planner. So that meeting lasted about an hour. At this point, I was hungry, I had some lunch, and I realized that I had not recorded the podcast episode. And I was like, crap, I still need to write my email newsletter as well. So whilst I had my lunch, I calmed myself down because at this point I could feel that kind of anxious feeling of like, I'm not going to get it all done this week. And I said, okay, what's more important? What needs to be done today? Right. And I decided that the email newsletter was the thing that needed to be done today because I didn't send an email newsletter last week, which I felt really uncomfortable about, but knew that I needed that space. So I knew that I needed to speak to or connect with my email list and send out that email newsletter. And I had a lot that I wanted to say. And I had lots of ideas, lots of thoughts. And as I said, once I had finished the manuscript for Planning by the Moon, I knew that I wanted to talk about it. So I sat down, Google Doc open and wrote loads of different things, but nothing felt right. And I felt really blocked. As I explained like a little little bit earlier in this episode I was sitting there with these like racing thoughts these ideas all these words all these things I wanted to tell you but there was like so much and I didn't know where to start it was like okay I don't know what to say first and I felt really really blocked creatively so one of the things that I have been doing that has really helped me to kind of unblock that creative um that creativity is to either do some journaling or sometimes it comes out through the form of art. Now, this art tends to be um, hand lettering, maybe some doodles, some drawings, depending on what I'm feeling in any given moment. This is something that I've been doing now for about three or four months. And it's been really interesting because it definitely, it definitely unblocks any kind of writing that needs to come out it gives me new ideas, it helps me feel expressed, but it's been really uncomfortable at the same time, because I've never considered myself to be the 
I mean, I don't have to be the best, but I've always felt that my drawing or my designs are not kind of good enough, to be honest, which sounds so silly because I also know that I'm not rubbish. <laughs> and it's, it feels like a really weird situation where I'm like, well, not crap, but it just doesn't feel like it's good enough. And I've been trying to let that go, realizing that that comes from my childhood, it comes from high school and college, and there being people who, in my opinion, were so creative and so good at art that I just couldn't compare. Realizing that, first of all, I don't speak to or see any of those people, and I don't know what they're doing, and that's fine. And that their ability is no reflection on my ability. And that right now in this moment, I have things to share and say. And part of that is in the form of drawing and artistry. So one of the things I've loved doing is kind of as I'm feeling a certain way or I'm feeling like I need to share something, I'll go to Pinterest, trusty Pinterest, love it. And we'll type in either a phrase or a word that I'm feeling. So I wanted to look for quotes about self-expression. That was something I really wanted to look for yesterday. And I found this really great quote. Um, and I'm going to try and relay it now, realizing I wish I had it in front of me. But it was something along the lines of creativity is magic. And magic only happens if we release it. And I was like, oh, that is so true. It's so relatable for me right now. It's exactly how I feel in my own business. It's exactly how I feel about my work. And so I did some time, I spent some time, sorry, drawing and coloring and using that quote as kind of the inspiration. And then I ended up actually putting it in my email newsletter. So I realized before I went to pick Grayson up from school that I was not going to get this email newsletter written beforehand. And I did the drawing, I did the writing, and I said, okay, you know what? We're going to go pick Grayson up, and we're just going to breathe, and we're going to see what happens. So off I went, and as I'm walking into the school gates, I have this, like, idea of what I need to write in my email newsletter. And I get, I open up Voxer, and I just start recording, talking to myself, (laughs) telling myself just what comes out. And was like, right, I'm going to use that. When I get home, I'll write the email newsletter. Fine. And I came home. I um, spent a little time getting Grayson kind of situated, getting him his snack, you know, all that kind of stuff. How, you know, chatting about his day. And then I came upstairs to my office and I sat down and wrote that email newsletter. And it took me probably 20 minutes. Because <laughs> once I had unblocked what I needed to unblock, I was able to just express how I was feeling through my email newsletter, I was able to explain all the different things I needed to explain. It, you know, my emails tend to be quite long, to be honest, especially if I'm sharing something like this and talking about the planner, I'm going to be talking about the features and all the different benefits. And I'm going to also be telling my story, right? I never just said, I don't tend to send just an email with like features and benefits. And I felt really happy with the emails, really confident with it sent that and then I did some client work and this is how my friends we did not end up recording this podcast episode yesterday because the email newsletter I decided needed to take priority um not because I don't love you all but I knew I had time (laughs) to also record this today because Tuesday tends to be my longer working day I knew that I would have more time to record it in the morning 
And I was like, you know what? It's okay. I have to be okay with this. And this is something, you know, if there's like one thing you take away from this, I want you to know that it's okay. It's okay if there is a a day or a week when you maybe, I don't even think I overcommitted myself. I think it's just that I didn't expect to find the email newsletter hard to write because I had so many ideas, so many thoughts, so many things I wanted to share. But when it actually came to writing them out, typing them out, it just, it wasn't flowing. And I had to step back, give myself the opportunity to be creative. And that could have been journaling, but I just knew in that moment it was, I needed to express myself through artwork. And by doing that, And then taking that break, going and picking my child up, I freed up some space to then have the idea of like, okay, this is what I need to say. Don't worry about the rest of it. Like right now, this is what you need to say. And so I did that. But that's why I ended up with a task on my my quote to-do list not getting done. And here we are recording this episode now. It's getting done. We're all good. Still got plenty of time today to do all the other things that I want to do and all the things I need to do. So I hope that this episode has been enjoyable and kind of insightful. I've mentioned some of the tools and exercises that I use in my business in terms of planning. Um, I told you about projects and tasks and how I break those down. Um, And I also talked about the have, need, want list, which is a really great exercise for helping us reduce the overwhelm in our businesses. And both of those feature inside of Planning by the Moon. Planning by the Moon is a journal and planner hybrid. I I spent so long trying to figure out how to explain that. I kept thinking I had to come up with some kind of cute way of amalgamating planner and journal and I was like that I just can't and then I realized I was like hybrid that is the word I've been looking for so that is essentially what it is right planning by the moon is a planner and journal hybrid it is for business owners for entrepreneurs because we do talk a lot about business throughout the planner but the idea being that this is not about being more productive right as I said me and productivity are kind of in a weird relationship right now And personally, I don't see this planner being something that's going to make you more productive. It's not going to create this hustle repercussion. You're not going to like get shit done. It is really about coming back to yourself, going inward, because I know that we all have the answers. They may not be obvious, right? Sometimes they take a really long time to come to the surface, But when we allow ourselves these creative rest breaks, when we allow ourselves to be fully expressed through whichever medium we choose, this is when we can unblock and unlock the ideas that we have. We will find things flow. But that's not what the online space tells us, right? We live in this world of productivity and get shit done and four-hour work weeks. And the truth of it is that we are cyclical, just like the moon, right? Which is why inside of the planner, we look at working your business through the lunar cycle and using the lunar cycle to guide you and help you identify your peaks and troughs of energy and 
when you have that creative energy and when you're in a flow and when you need to ease off and when you need, you know, when you are busier and you can actually put more time and energy into your business. Because we all have these experiences, but they're all going to look a bit different. And because of our own personal and unique cycles, we're also going to find that our personal energy and creative energy ebbs and flows at different times of day, different days of the week, and different seasons throughout the month. But part part of that is self-acceptance. Part of that is accepting it for what it is, and then using that in your business, using that as a tool, as a way of helping you to really support yourself and support your intuition, right? Because planning by the moon is guided by the moon. It's a planner guided by the moon, but it is supported by your intuition. And so because it is a planner and journal hybrid, I give you that opportunity and prompt you to sit down and journal. You know, even if you're somebody who is new to journaling or you're like I have been for so long where I will kind of journal and then maybe go for a week where I don't do any journaling. I know that journaling is really beneficial for me and my business and my brain because I have so many ideas. But also, you know, we want to make sure that we're not inviting shame or guilt into that. So you may find that this could be a really great introduction to journaling in your business. So you'll have the opportunity to be strategic and plan out your content, plan out your business. But at the same time, you have the opportunity to go inward. And, you know, twice a month on the new moon and the full moon, there is space inside of the planner to actively journal. And there is space to be creative and there is space to capture your ideas. There's also space to come back to yourself, write out your have needs and wants. There's a writing prompt every single day to help you think about, you know, what do I need to do today? What do I want my audience to feel? Um, What would I do differently? What have I done really well? And every month we review that, right? There's, you know, space for you to capture your wins and your successes and, you know, anything you would do differently in the next cycle, in the next month ahead. So as I said to you earlier, um, planning by the moon, if you're listening to this in real time, planning by the moon pre-sale starts tomorrow and there are 20 copies available. I will be sending these out personally. The first three orders are going to get a copy of the book Playing Big by Tara Moore. All orders will be sent from me with a personal note, and I'm going to be sending you a few little stickers and things inside your package as well. It is the holidays, so we do have to bear in mind that shipping and and things like that could just take slightly longer. They are coming from the UK. And so I know many of you are in the US and Canada and further afield. So just bear that in mind. But if you would like to get all of the information tomorrow, make sure you're on the wait list. The link is in the show notes. Jump on the wait list. You are in no way obliged to place an order, but I will be giving you more information. I'll be giving you information first about the planner and giving you that link to place your order. Um, the planner will be available after that date as well, but of course it won't be sent by me and there won't be, you know, that kind of like fun connective part between the two of us, which is okay. It's absolutely fine. So if you're listening to this in the future, hi, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. You can also get a copy of the planner by going to melanynights.com forward slash shop. So if you're listening to this in the future, that's where you'll want to be heading, but in real time, and you want to know more, jump on the waitlist. So 
Um, happy Thanksgiving again to all of my American listeners. I hope you're having a really great day. I hope that tomorrow is not too crazy. Um, help you buy the things that you want to buy at this season. And I can't wait to sit down with you next week. Next week, we have a guest. I'm really excited for you to listen to this conversation, especially because we actually recorded this episode a while ago. And I need to go back and listen to our conversation because I know that her answers were so incredible. So next week, I'm, next week, I'm sitting down with Lindley Ashleen, and she is going to be talking all about her activism, her writing, um, and it was just a really great conversation. So although I know that I need to go back and listen to it, I also know it was an amazing conversation. So stay tuned for that next week, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you then. Until next time, Outlaws. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. If you see yourself as an entrepreneurial outlaw and enjoyed this episode, would you do me a small favor? It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. By leaving a review, you are helping me to grow our outlaw community and together we can show other entrepreneurs that breaking the rules can actually be good for business. Don't forget, you can find the show notes for today's episode along with any of the links that I mentioned on my website at melanienights.com forward slash podcast. And if we're not already virtual besties, you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I am the one with the country music playing, the lukewarm coffee in my hand, and I'm dishing the dough on how we can make entrepreneurship more inclusive and transparent. Plus, I'll probably send you some fun gifts. So until next time, outlaws. Outlaws.